Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections. My name is Bill. I'll be your host today while Colin is taking a break this week. And with me is... Andrew's back. Yes, that's us. We got a one-on-one today, so mm-hmm. a little duet between the boys. Yeah, uh, and... a rare combo indeed. <laughs> and today we are going to be reviewing the funny movie Slither. It is a horror sci-fi film that comes off really funny. Um <clears throat> It was made on March 30. It was uh, released March 31st, 2006, directed by James Gunn. And of course, uh, James Gunn was most recently famous for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Another su- funny movie. And Super back in 2010 with. Uh, <laughs> With uh, Rain Wilson. Oh, God. Okay. And uh, and then we also have uh, produced by Paul Brooks, Eric Newman, starring Nathan Fillion, who I know from Firefly. Everything. Uh-huh. And Elizabeth Banks, Greg Henry, and mm-hmm. an, an amazing role, Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got Gregory Middleton Cinematography, edited by John Axelrad, which is the best last name ever. <laughs> That's great. Uh, music by Tyler Bates, who did a fantastic job lampooning mm-hmm. the horror genre. Um, and then uh, this was uh, production companies, Bright Light Pictures, Gold Circle Films, Strike Entertainment, distributed by Universal Pictures. The budget was $15 million. Do you have a guess or on box office? Mm-hmm. Three million. Close. It was twelve point eight million. Whoa. So it was it was in fact a flop. What, <laughs> I don't know if anybody expected much out of it. You you gave you gave all those really cool stats, but uh what what is this movie about? Oh, you know what? That's you know what? I'm glad you're ass. I'm I'm glad you're an ass. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Wheelsy is a small town where not much happens and everyone minds his own business. No one notices when evil slips in quietly, but when people find mutilated livestock and a woman goes missing, Sheriff Bill Party, Nathan Villian, discovers an alien organism that threatens to devour all life on Earth. It's Slither. Slither. It's it, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so I didn't look up too much on the bo- on the background on this thing, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, critical response in general. We got Rotten Tomatoes, which barely has any weight, but it's eighty eighty seven percent positive, and the rating of six point nine out of ten in general. Metacritic gives it a sixty nine out of one hundred. Nice, uh, based on twenty seven critics, and then um. Yeah, so, I mean, it was, you know, it's like one of those movies where if you get it, it's kind of funny, and but, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a great movie. But anyway, uh, so what was your first take on it? What did you think? Well, I, I can tell you for free that I did not see this movie in 2006. Um, oh, that I, was the I, assignment, though. You had to, see, know, you had to see it in 2006. Well, let me just go back, um, <laughs> oh, Lord, uh, 15 years ago and tell uh, little Andrew Miller, age 16, to uh, get on that shit. Yeah. Check out Slither. Um, no, I mean, I this was my first time viewing it, and um, this was a fun one. I, the, the pacing was insanity. 
right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing is that like it was like breakneck speed, but it's also like <clears throat> from what I gather from watching it is that it's sort of like a parody of uh, just mm-hmm. old style like 80s like yes. monster horror gore fest, you know, like that sort yeah. of idea. I mean, even some of the shots were straight out of like, like, <clears throat> like, Fred, like Hitchcock films, you know, it's right. like just like, but it's super campy, a uh, super, I, it was really fun to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't take it seriously and you, and you relax and just have fun with mm-hmm. it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I mean, this is like if the blob or the thing were a character rather than the monster, Exactly. You know, it's exactly. got it's got clear motives. I I kind of like how it uh takes control of Merle instead of just completely, you know, erasing his personality. That that thing becomes a core part of the creature, the Merle monster. And so, you know, it you can understand its motivations when uh when it's trying to um go after uh Dr. Kim Briggs. Yeah, no, I think Michael Rooker really did a good job in this, too. He always does a good job. I always like him. Um, But, um, yeah, but the fact that as it was going on, um, it kind of took on the mannerisms of uh, of his character, of Merle's character. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Merle's character. I love it. I'm just, that's who he is. Um, That's who he is now. No, it's Grant, 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 Mm -hmm. Grant. That's Grant, Grant. 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 Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, the fact that it took on Grant's personality traits and like it in, integrated, it was just like, I like humans so much, I'm going to be human and mm-hmm. use this guy's feelings and emotions, um, which in just a horrifying way, you yeah. know, <laughs> and, you know, the larva taking over his mind with, you know, mind controlling him, using him as, as a giant meat puppet. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's well, it's it's an idea, yeah. Well, what really was really cool to me was when he's uh it's towards the end of the movie and he's, you know, Elizabeth Banks Elizabeth Banks has just, you know, kind of betrayed him, stabbed him. He's like, "Bitch, I've been around for 8 million years." And it's like, <laughs> so it's like really the melding of the two personalities. You've got this hideous space monster and um, you know, the 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 man who he was. Yeah, uh, really kind of coming together and it's just like that's an interesting I, I like that because you never get to understand these creatures motives in like the real horror sci-fi movies yeah which is so kind of it, funny it's it's kind of yeah. funny that you like have this sort of um real character inside of a horrifying monster yeah <laughs> yeah you but don't also, get that a whole lot but also like a horrifying monster that's ancient as well so it's kind of like it has like very uh you know very immature emotions but also i've been destroying planets for millions of years yeah eons yeah (laughs) and i thought it was so cool like i said i had never really i'd never seen this movie but i was kind of aware of it just by reputation yeah but that scene where the uh, fake Anna Paquin characters in the bathtub and the thing gets into her mouth and starts giving her visions of the past. Mm-hmm. You know, it's be, she's being indoctrinated into the hive mind. I was like, Oh, so you were actually getting like backstory. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where like the, that's kind of where the whole um, 
the thing parody comes into play where it's just this crazy monster who's on earth, you know, who comes to earth and he's there, but then, uh, you really got to kind of find out like where he came from. All right. And I say he, but where it came from, Mm -hmm. um, before. And so I, I thought it was really, uh, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, no, and I, I thought that was like I think that's really interesting. Sort of, sort of the hive mind idea mm-hmm. of like it being like a decentralized consciousness, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. It's a cool, it's a cool concept. Um, and at the same time, I'm just like thinking like so, this thing launches itself into space as like a single sort of spore parasite thing, but obviously it has a presence on multiple planets. Mm-hmm. until it destroys them so i'm just like it's a cool idea for a virus and then you have this um but you have all around it sort of this lampooning of the entire genre mm-hmm. so like it's it's also fun at the same time as being kind of engaging in that way which i agree with i thought that was really cool yeah um but yeah no i i mean it, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I, every time I, I don't know, I'm just thinking about the Brenda blowing up as a, oh, uh, Lord. as a giant, giant. That womb. whole scene was fucked. It's so fucking I, fucked. <laughs> that was that part. I, um, I remember seeing like that still image somewhere, like when this movie was coming out and having no idea what, what even this could be. And then, <laughs> just I completely just put that out of my mind for the next 15 years and for the scene to come up where she's you know they open the barn and they have like no idea what they're even going to find and it's her and she's as big as a fucking barn I'm like this is disgusting (laughs) (laughs) they really did a really great job with the whole body horror genre Mm mm-hmm yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that's <clears throat> even as like Grant, Grant or Merle, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, progressively uh, descends into becoming an an entire parasite himself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> becoming a Fallout style centaur. Exactly. There we go. And uh, it's like, so, he, you know, even as he's like sort of falling apart, but he's just trying to play it off as like, no, baby, it's just a reaction. We're mm-hmm. good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that happens so early in the movie, too. Like, I think that's the first 30 minutes. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, this is a, a short, like, 95-minute movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was going to say, yeah, it kind of, it's kind of is, a, like, just a fun, quick watch, which I enjoy. Um, I think yeah. that it didn't overstay its welcome, which is good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let me see here. We don't always oh. need a three-and-a-half-hour epics. Let me see here. Okay, let me see here. The mayor of sorry, I'm looking at this this store this stuff. Jack McReady, the mayor of Weasley or We Weasley, is named after Kurt Russell's Jack Burton and R.J. McReady from the John Carpenter mm. Big Trouble in Little China and The Thing. Yeah. So yeah, obviously that era of film yep. influenced this heavily, which is obvious. But I thought it was cool that it's like way out there i think there's Um, a sneaky lovecraft reference in there toward at like the very beginning where um the uh police characters like clocking those birds with his radar gun yeah and he um mentions that they're whippoorwills um there's a story uh there's a lovecraft story um 
that uh, kind of specifically references whippoorwills. I'm trying to remember what it is. See, the Dunwich Horror. So yeah, there was um, they specifically reference uh, whippoorwills in the Dunwich Horror, which is another kind of body horror, like man becomes a horrifying creature, kind of a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it, <clears throat> that makes a lot of sense, honestly, mm-hmm. with all the sort of um, themes and influences throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I can't, I mean, I understand that, what is it, a, is it a cult classic, I would say, I don't know. I would say probably so. Yeah, I'd say it's 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 there, you know, it's kind of one of those movies where you can watch like a creepy, weird, funny movie, and just like hang out with your friends. I mean, that sounds great. So like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I think it's it's fun like that, but... I mean, throughout the whole thing, you have this sort of disease, these parasites that crawl around and and have uh, and do this sort of mind control on human beings while also integrating their personalities as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I just thought, you know, like we said, I think that's just a super cool idea. And the fact that they ran with it into a body horror flick as well while Mm -hmm. also lampooning it as well like i don't know it's 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 i definitely think that it's worth a watch uh just for like a cult film that you might watch with your friends yeah no and like i i think this is like the perfect um like halloween kind of movie like Mm -hmm. you know movie movie marathon kind of movie because it is it is got like these like silly like jokey aspects i mean it is a parody movie overall but it i feel like it kind of really stands on its own yeah. Oh, yeah. As well for sure. as like an yeah. actual like genre that uh, you know sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's 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 sort of what I'm like getting at is that like it kind of mm-hmm. on its own stands, but at the same time you can still like enjoy it as a whole bunch of references while right. also it being you know its own movie. I was just looking at this. Um, Rob Zombie provides the voice of Grant's physician, Doctor Carl. <laughs> I didn't uh, realize that. And let's see, James Gunn makes an un- uncredited appearance as Hank, Starless Coworker. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no. There's, you know, there's, and it's, it looks like they, they had a lot of fun with it. And Nathan Fillion, I like Nathan Fillion and everything. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a schmuck. I like no, that no, he, he jumps in and things and he's pretty, he's pretty funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I've never actually. Re- I've never seen Firefly. Maybe that's something we put on the schedule. Oh yeah, we definitely. It's only a mini series, right? I was going to say series well, and then Serenity. Unfortunately, it was a one season show that got canceled right. by Fox, so yeah. it wasn't actually meant to be a mini series. It was supposed to be a right, continued right, right. series, but that's, yeah. they didn't want to put money into it. Well, um, sorry, Joss. Yep. Yep. Sorry, Can't win Joss. them all. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, I think that's something that we should look into, though, is watching um, just Firefly. Maybe we can just watch Serenity because TV doesn't seem to work with us. Maybe just no. watch Serenity and like. Maybe we should try more books. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I feel be... like that's worse than TV. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, trying to get five guys to read one book. <laughs> How about if it's a picture book? We could do oh, that. Oh, yeah. They could do that. Although we couldn't even get a Ben couldn't even get Colin to read uh, House of X, Planet of X, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's Powers getting, of X. Getting somebody to read these days is difficult. It's it is hard, you know. I I don't. I, this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. But why is it so damn hard to read? Like, I I I'll I'll be on Instagram and like I'll see like 
you know, Jason's wife is on her fourth book of the month. I'm like, shit, girl, this is nuts. <laughs> it's like, how do I, it's because I spend my time. I have different priorities. And then that's like, true. but the thing is that I've been trying to burn through uh, the queen's gambit right now. So it's, that's, mm. that was, that's one's just one year that you burn through in one day. I just have to get time to do it. Right. <sighs> it's the hustle and bustle of the modern man. <clears throat> it really is. I mean, maybe, maybe life would be, simpler if we were absorbed into a hideous grotesque mass of merle flesh isn't that what we all want in the end is just be embraced yeah. by a gigantic hideous deformed horrible space monster <laughs> creature that has the personality of a character from the walking dead mhm i to really feel like you belong uh huh i feel like that was something <laughs> i wrote in the first grade like this is what i want to be someday you know yeah a hideous mutant creature <laughs> I would. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean it's it's a fun horror film, a fun flick. I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, we've kind of like done the whole body horror, yeah, gore idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's I mean, some things that I like I think of obviously the thing. Um, let me see mm -hmm. here. Yeah, the thing, um, the blob. Let me see here. There's a horror comedy that it actually there was some controversy about it being so similar is Night of the Creeps, which is okay. uh, was released in 1986, um, which was uh, two alien race to keep uh, race to keep an experiment from being released by a third member of the crew. Yeah, I guess that it's just a possession by aliens thing. So, yeah, same idea. I feel so, like this is also well. I feel like the uh, the whole asteroid crashing into a rural area and a space mutant or space monster mm -hmm. taking over the bodies of the townsfolk is just a, a, a trope as old as time. Um, yeah. But I feel like there is a, I feel like there's a creep show um, segment that is like this, mm -hmm. and it has. Um, let me see. It's got, um, uh, Stephen King in it. Hmm. I'm trying to think, um, Stephen King is in it though. Whatever. It doesn't matter, but it's, it's the exact same thing. You know, uh, creature comes down from space. It's got the, and it's, <laughs> you've all, it's always involves like a, um, sheriff type character. Always. Right. Always. always. That's who it I always like falls on. <laughs> I feel like so. Okay, so I saw this little quote here. When the trailer for Slither came out, internet boards about about the movie suddenly lit up with protests from a legion of fans of the 1986 film Night of the Creeps. Alien slugs that turn people into zombies. They cried, "What a ripoff!" I bring this up because I think Slither, which is a tongue-in-cheek uh, uh, pastiche of a, at least a dozen 80s horror films, could really be considered a ripoff of any 80s horror film. So that's sort of the idea that we were Pretty both much, yeah. saying. Like, I mean, this could be considered a ripoff of anything. I mean, it's really like a it's, it's really a love letter to the genre from the eighties. It is, yeah, and I mean, it, and it's a genre that I think is still going on, and it's um, to a certain extent like just Lovecraftian in general. Because I feel uh, very much like, um, did you ever see the movie The Void? No. Okay, it came out a few years ago. It was like a small like indie horror flick, but it's a similar thing where um, 
creepy happenings are happening in an, like in a small town. It takes almost completely, it takes place almost completely within a hospital. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, obviously this not being a horror movie podcast, um, I won't go too deep into it, but eventually like horrible creatures start showing up. And, um, I don't know. There's just this, there's this cross section <laughs> of, um, there's this cross section of like sci-fi and horror that is just like Lovecraftian. Like we've never actually covered anything Lovecraft in particular. I don't think. No, I that's mean, not even remotely color true. Color out of space. We yeah. covered, yeah, we co- uh, color, colored, we covered the color out of space, which is also this movie. <laughs> <clears throat> and then I found what I was looking for. It is uh, the creep show segment, the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill, um, where Jordy Verrill is portrayed by Stephen King. Mm. Okay. Uh, that was in 1982. So similar, uh, similar things happening where, um, you know, space rock crashes and takes over a guy's body and stuff like that. God, you're right. It is. It is killer out of space as well. God, Mm -hmm. it is a lot of stuff. Well, and you know, they, they managed to make it fresh and maybe not original, but I feel like every time you see it, you know, maybe, you know, it, it freshens it up a little bit, I guess they, or somebody takes it in like a different direction. You know, the color out of space is straight up, you know, horrifying body horror stuff that you would never wish on your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. This one adds like a comedy aspect to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Jordy Verrill is kind of a progenitor of it. Uh, <sighs> this, I mean, this, this genre just keeps appearing and reappearing. Do you think we'll ever get rid of it? No, <clears throat> I don't know. Cause it's fun. It is fun. I mean, that's that's the whole idea is that, like, this is, like, one of those things that's not hereditary, you know? It's not, no. It's not that horrifying psychological, like, I'm going to feel depressed at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's like it's a horrifying creature put into a horrifying situation, and the victim, <clears throat> which I like that the first victim became basically the antagonist of the movie as well. Yeah as being infected and fusing with this consciousness. Um, well, and I, that, that kind of goes to what, um, I can't, I don't know what the actress's name is, but she looked like Anna Paquin when it was the bathtub. Elizabeth scene. Banks or no, 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 the, no not yeah, that the, one. yeah, no. Um, I think I have it. I think I have all this stuff pulled up here. Um, but she was saying, um, that it like its face is like a needle. <laughs> Right. And yeah. so that I feel like that latching onto Grant in the first place is what caused that sort of thing to develop, to, to fuse with his consciousness, mm-hmm. because all of the other townspeople who were absorbed, they don't really contribute anything to the hive mind. It's only really Grant's personality and this creature's personality. Everything else is subject to them. Mm hmm. Um, and I think that comes from just being part of the alien slug kind of monsters rather than being part of the um, part that was shot off, the needle that was shot off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's um, I, I mean, it, I think that's where it kind of comes from. I think that's kind of the action of it. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, and it's like a. You know, and that that's that's part of it too, is that like this horrifying aspects of this creature 
sort of like, you know, an insatiable desire to eat mm-hmm. flesh of different creatures. Um, and sort of like, um, you know, like <laughs> when you see, uh, what is her name? Brenda uh, being mm-hmm. the gigantic oh, balloon. And then she's Ugh. just like, I'm so fucking hungry. Can you, uh, can you hear me that possum over there? <laughs> right. Yeah. Be completely <laughs> enthralled with what you've become. Like, uh, becoming completely engrossed. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's almost some kind of subtext to this movie. I feel mm-hmm. like there's like something that's right on the periphery, but just knowing that this is also a parody, it's just like, they could just be playing into that sort of, um, pastiche a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a really toxic relationship when, uh, you know, um, at the end where Merle's just throwing Elizabeth Banks around the room. Yeah. And it's like, this is a, this is a, you know, an allegory for a toxic relationship or something like that. But right. also I don't think so. I think they're just being silly. Exactly. I think that's the kind of thing you can get away with when you do a parody movie. Right. Well, it's also like, it's, it's, you know, that's the source is coming from 1980s where like this sort of thing was happening all the time in films, you know, toxic yeah. relationships were just accepted in films. So mm-hmm. it's kind of funny to sort of see that come out in a, you know, 2006 was still a different time, but like, yeah, you know, in a more modern sense, um, and it's just funny. It's just funny that this, and you're right, it is a toxic relationship. They mentioned that the entire movie is mm-hmm. that, like, you know, like she was basically just trying to get an escape from her former life. And he was just trying to sort of like, you know, he was obviously very much in love with her and wanted mm-hmm. her to, <laughs> wanted her to, uh, in a very toxic way, I'll add. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, you know, and I, I think we've all, been there you know you're a famous small town you know rich magnates and we fall in love with you know aspiring actors right am i right am i right am i am i off base everybody's been there we've all been there come on we've all been there we've all been rich magnates in tiny Mm -hmm. towns that are exactly you know just swooping up these beautiful women that we Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. have been in love with for a while yeah 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 elizabeth banks yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah call me oh god Okay, I gotta say, you know when uh, Brenda comes up to, uh, I'm just gonna call him Merle. When, uh, when <laughs> He's she, Merle. <laughs> when Brenda walks up to him and she's like talking about like, oh yeah, I've always had a crush on you. Oh, I would have been game. And I'm like, Ugh, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, she's talking about. He's Disgusting. like, well, you must have been ten or 11, eleven back then. And she's like, I, I was game. Like, Ugh. <laughs> okay. Nothing like small town pedophilia jokes in yeah. 20, 2006, rather. Almost stomped on the brakes there. Um, yep. Hard <laughs> yeah. break. Well, and didn't uh, didn't James Gunn have some kind of controversy that like popped up a few years ago from tweets that he had made like a long time ago? Do you remember it was that? Something. Hold on. I it was something because he got he got well he got um they took him off Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was something about he was uh, he was literally canceled uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. For tweets um, that he made in in probably yeah. around 2006. Gunn has long been a provocateur who has drawn ire in the past for unusual humor. Among the tweets that, tweets that forced Disney and Marvel's hand were, I like when little boys touch me in my silly place, which was a oh, thing he said. Oh, no. Another thing is, um, and sorry, I don't want to 
do too much. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, there's some pretty nasty stuff. So, oh, yeah, no. it's not it's not great. So if you really want to look that up, it's yeah. I feel like some, we should for some people that. for some people it might be extremely uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. yeah, it gets pretty nasty. So James Gunn, yeah, yeah you gross Sorry, humor. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. James Gunn has some pretty gross humor. So maybe that's part of maybe that's where that came from. You know. Yeah. So. I like when touches me in my. <laughs> we'll just beep that out yeah thanks <laughs> hey. yeah no um i mean okay uh i'm good do you, do you want to do good sci-fi bad sci-fi no i'm ready for it um this is a uh, you know i mean i guess i'll i guess i'll go first yeah go that, ahead no? um i mean i guess it's fitting um that we're doing a little bit shorter of an episode just considering how short and uh concise this movie was um, I'm hoping, I, you know, I hope that it's got a little bit more recognition. I hope that it is kind of that cult, um, classic that you were talking about where people really enjoy this because I mean, for, for all, for all that it is, it's, it's an enjoyable watch. Um, I thought it was good sci-fi. I think what changed it from just being a sci-fi horror comedy parody to like actual good sci-fi was starting to kind of delve into the origins of the creature. I think that's a really interesting aspect that you don't get a lot and it's um, a nice play off of the standard formula. So yeah, good sci-fi for me. Cool. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say that uh, I think it's okay sci-fi. You know, I think it plays more into the, the shtick of 80s horror. Um, so it's mm-hmm. more on the horror side for me, but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I think that, you know, it's a fun movie. It's It's a movie to watch. You know, it's not like... I'm not saying go out and get this movie now or, you know, you can watch it on Peacock if you want, but yeah, uh, yeah no, it's, it, it's, it's a fun movie. If you don't have anything to do on a Friday or Saturday night, go ahead and mm-hmm. watch this. It's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's no, Halloween, I, yeah, <laughs> Halloween or Halloween adjacent. Yeah. Halloween adjacent right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is yeah, it was weird timing on this one, but I don't think that we, uh, we also had some stuff move around as well. So we did. Know. And then Dune came out also, which kind of, uh-huh. um, changed our schedule around yeah for sure but speaking um, of which do we know what we're doing next time next week hold on one moment thank you for your patience just a moment <laughs> thank you for your patience just a moment uh next week we are doing oblivion the oblivion Aha. is that movie that's starring Tom cruise right is that what that one is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it stars Tom Cruise. Um, let me see here. Olga Kurylenko. Uh, HBO Max. You can watch it on HBO Max if you have the subscription. And then it's also, you can rent it for three ninety nine dollars at like YouTube or, or Amazon Prime or whatever. Um, but yeah, it uh, looks like it was directed by Joseph Kaczynski. So, yeah. Who also did other stuff <laughs> he did do other stuff i'm he assuming did other stuff i assume <laughs> looks like uh, he's doing the new top gun maverick oblivion what? obviously tron legacy he directed wow uh, so yeah he's been doing a couple different things big projects but yeah um so yeah in, in 10 next week for oblivion um that's one yeah. of those movies where i feel like it's like just the one like it's one word and i feel like we've covered it <laughs> but yeah apparently not uh, yeah, it's an Elder Scrolls game. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is an Elder Scrolls podcast now? Hello? Yes. Um, I would just I am, like uh, everybody Tiber Septum. Know. Todd Howard, come on in. Yeah. Um, 
whatever his name is. But anyway, yeah, so that wraps it up for uh, Slither, which was a fun watch. Um, if you want to listen to any of our episodes, you can go to scificrosssections.com or look us up, Sci-Fi Cross Sections, on any streaming platform. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, anything else you want to add, Miller? No, nothing for me. Sounds good. Well, I guess we, you guys go watch Oblivion, and till next time... <laughs>